afternoon. This is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. How do we know what we know about the universe? It's almost all down to electromagnetic waves, or as you and I like to call it, light. These can be in the visible part of the spectrum, which our human eyes can detect, which enables us to see stars and galaxies, or in other parts of the spectrum that radio antennas can detect and other kinds of instruments. There are a few other ways we can analyse the universe, such as through neutrino subatomic particles, but on the whole, we build instruments to detect radiation. We now have a new kid on the block, gravitational waves, and it's astonishing how much we've managed to learn about the universe in a very short period of time since successful gravitational wave detectors came online, with the very first detection in September 2015. Gravitational waves are disturbances in the curvature of space-time generated by accelerated masses that propagate as waves outward from their source at the speed of light. That remains the speed limit of anything that we know of so far in the universe. So that was the scientific description. Basically, I like to think of gravitational waves as the ripples generated in space-time by massive events such as two enormous black holes colliding, rather like dropping an enormous great big rock into a lake. The ripples will continue until the edges of the lake, and in the case of the entire universe, it's a very big lake, and those ripples, by the time they get to us, are extremely faint. So the instruments designed to capture those ripples have to be extremely sensitive. You may be surprised to hear that various kinds of gravitational wave detectors have been built since the 1960s, obviously unsuccessful until the highly sensitive laser interferometers were built. These, such as the LIGO and Virgo detectors, have been designed to detect high-frequency waves produced by individual events. And I've had people on this program before to talk about these. A new observational experiment was described recently at a conference hosted by the 237th meeting of the American Astronomical Society. And this is trying to confirm the presence of low-frequency gravity waves to indicate that planet Earth and we upon it are bobbing on a sea of gravitational waves. So far, strong hints have been found that this is so. Now here's where it gets a bit technical. Joseph Simon of the University of Colorado at Boulder said the North American Nanohertz Observatory for Gravitational Waves monitored 45 pulsars using the Green Bank Radio Telescope and the now-collapsed Arecibo Observatory. Pulsars are highly magnetized, rotating, compact stars, and these give off a great deal of energy. The timing of the energy from these pulsars reaching us can be minutely measured, and in fact the square kilometre array which is being built in the Northern Cape will be very good at this. The result is a pulsar timing array in which we monitor the signals from a large number of these pulsars. We actually create a galaxy-sized gravitational wave detector within our own Milky Way. So Simon says, here on Earth, we're actually kind of bobbing in an ocean of low-frequency gravitational waves. And as these waves pass, the Earth gets kind of pushed around very slightly, very slowly, in different directions. By comparing slight changes in the timing of flashes from the fast-spinning pulsars, researchers hope to show that the Earth is moving around ever so slightly in a presumed sea of gravity waves. As the Earth is pushed closer to a pulsar, the pulses from that object appear to come a little bit sooner than we expect. 
And as the stretching and squeezing of space-time from these gravitational waves continues to happen and the Earth moves away, then those pulses come a bit later. Unlike the LIGO and Virgo collaborations, which are primarily focused on high-frequency gravity waves produced by pairs of black holes and neutron stars, this new project is looking for a persistent low-frequency background of gravitational waves created over billions of years by great numbers of pairs of colliding supermassive black holes. It sounds a bit like a choppy sea during a hailstorm. So, this is all speculation at the moment, and to confirm direct detection of such background gravity radiation will require more pulsar observations over even longer periods. I quite like the idea of a sea of rippling waves, which echoes the maritime influence of much early astronomy. This is why there are constellations named after parts of ships and navigational instruments, such as Pyxis, the ship's compass, which is a southern sky constellation. So for now, this is Ketchel Kirkham, wishing us clear skies. FMR